Hello and welcome to the SAP Cloud Platform Podcast. This is episode 47. It is December 2018. I am your host, Moya Watson. Coming to bring us into the end of the year here. And I guess I have to say it's making me feel a little bit dramatic. We have a gigantic episode planned for today. Uh, We have Sue Berry from Mobile Product Management at SAP. She's going to talk about mobile services. And we have our co-host, Manju Babaro. He's going to join me and he's going to bring us a drill down into business rules with Archana Shukla. And then I'm going to ask Manju to stay on the line. And we are going to do a little wrap of the year 2018. We'll walk down 2018 memory lane, if you will. So you definitely want to stay tuned for all that. Settle in. We're going to bring you a lot of information. And with no further ado, we're going to jump right into it. Um, I'm here in Palo Alto. I have a special guest with me, Sue Berry, who is a product manager here at SAP. Sue, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for joining us. And you're a product manager for mobile, right? Yes, yes, I am. So I focus specifically in mobile services on the mobile development kit, and I get to do cool stuff like this. Fantastic. And how long have you been doing mobile stuff? Wow. So maybe a few years. You know, over the last couple of years, we've worked very hard to modernize every aspect of our mobile offering. We really focused on the user experience and our UI and simplifying mobile development. Uh, and that's been a big uh, process for us. And we think that we've you know, added a lot of great tools to do that. That's cool. So if you're talking about tools that we have created that have simplified mobile development, what, is, what specifically does the mobile development t- t- kit do to get us there? <laughs> sure, the mobile development kit, the main benefit and simplicity of it is that it enables developers to build native mobile applications in this highly productive environment and you build your application one time and you get a native application for both iOS and Android devices. So you can't use a mobile development kit to help you create hybrid apps. What do people do to create hybrid apps or let's say mobile only or web mobile apps? Sure. Um, With mobile web apps, we do have other SDK items to create hybrid web apps or mobile web apps, Um, but we find that hybrid or that native is a a much better option because it provides a better user experience for the end user and it also is faster performance for the end user as well. And so when you said, I mean, we obviously a couple of years ago now, when was that, two years ago, we released the iOS SDK. Mm -hmm. How does this relate to, how does the mobile development kit relate to the SDK for iOS? Sure. Um, For both the SDKs for iOS and Android, the mobile development kit is built on top of it. So, you know, if you're looking to, you know, if you're an iOS developer or a Swift developer and you want to code your heart out, you can definitely use the SDKs for iOS. And if we're, you know, for Android too, if you want to code Java, you can definitely use the SDKs for Java. What we do with Mobile Development Kit is we're built on top of it. We give you like the drag and drop, you know, drag and drop wizards, um, the Google Blockly, which is like Scratch for adults. Oh, yeah. So that you can easily build these native apps. And then our UI controls are based on those SDKs. So you mentioned, and I want to just drill back into that a little bit. You talked about native being better than hybrid. Mm-hmm. What is it about native mobile apps? And is that sort of a universal truth that it's better than hybrid? Is everyone finding that? Or? Well, you know, I guess it's depend on, depending on your use case, you know, um, and I get this question a lot. You know, we, you know, uh, we're always told a native app has faster performance than hybrid. And, you know, our 
um, first app for mobile development kit asset manager they had a requirement that it had to be a native app because they were they're a very complex app and they needed that fast performance mm -hmm. um, they also wanted that app to device integration so they want to be able to access the device camera to scan right. a work list or they want for contacts to be able to click on that phone icon and bring up the phone and be ready to call that customer and you can't do that in a mobile web app right. it doesn't right. access any of the phones it doesn't like, access any of them it just it, but it's but it makes it harder to develop than a, than a mobile web app it used to it used but to, with okay. tools like what we've been doing with mobile services you know whether it's like the little micro apps or with mobile development kit we're we're making it much simpler to develop uh, native apps Okay, so what are the options if you're if you've decided okay now I want to make a mobile app? Um, I mean a native a native mobile app. Yeah, yeah. What are your what are your options? Sure, it always depends on the skill set. Like I mentioned, you know, if you are you know a coder and you want to code you know for iOS or Android, you can definitely use the SDKs. If you're looking for just quick you know iOS or native apps like little micro apps, there's mobile cards. But again, right. for a mobile development kit, if you don't want to have to build that native app twice, like to do the exact same thing, mobile development kit is great for that. If you don't have those Swift or Java skill sets, right. mobile development kit helps you because it is you know UI based, it's wizard driven, and it allows you to build that without having those developer skill sets. So you just build once and then you've got an Android app? An iOS app. Yeah. What about a BlackBerry app, dude? <laughs> we don't do Palm. What about my Palm Pilot? <laughs> we don't go back that far. Oh, man. We're sticking to uh, Android and iOS. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's really great, and a lot of people might not know that about the mobile development kit that you 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 build once and then you've got this native app. So in a way, that does erase. I can see that erases some of the the difficulties people had with and that might have led them before to making a, um, a, web, a mobile web app. Yeah. So what is it that the mobile development kit has, what's included in it that makes it that makes it the whole kit that, that lets you do this? Sure, there's uh, different pieces. You have the editor, which is a plugin for Web IDE, and that's where you actually use those tools to build the app. You have the client, which you know you install um, on your iOS or your Android device that receives that that app that you've built, and then we are part of mobile services. So you know all the things about the enterprise features and administrating the app. That's all through mobile services cool. and the app updates as well. Excellent. It sounds like there's no reason not to use the mobile development kit. I definitely think so. <laughs> um, what What are some of the types of applications that you're seeing people um, actually create with this? Sure. Um, you know, because we've you know built this initially for asset manager, and you know we're seeing customers building similar apps like utilities apps, you know work list apps, you know product style apps like a product list, product detail, and mm -hmm. similar types of apps with complex workflows. But you know, one of the big use cases, you know, we have a lot of customers that want to be able to use mobile apps out in the field, where sometimes network connectivity isn't there. Right. So offline is a huge thing for them. Yeah. And if you want to build a mobile app and not have to code all those offline capabilities, Mobile Development Kit does that for you. Really. And you know, if you have a lot of an app where you're going to have a lot of changes, and you don't want the end user to be affected by that, mm -hmm. the nice thing about Mobile Development Kit is you make those changes in you know Web IDE, you publish them. And the app updates itself without the end user having to do anything. Having to download a new app or right. anything. That's cool. Anything. It's awesome. Excellent. 
I understand one of the use cases then is also to, for existing SAP application users to, to customize SAP applications. Can you talk about how that works with the SAP Asset Manager and what is the SAP Asset Manager? Sure. SAP Asset Manager, it's a pre-built app from SAP and it focuses on asset intensive industries like utilities. Like we mentioned, it's, um, it's built on top of the mobile development kit. It's our first app built on the mobile development kit and what it does is um, it allows customers to be able to customize the app to meet their specific business needs. So it's like you've tailored the app just for your company in mind. It's awesome. And everything that we provide in, in the mobile development kit, you can do with Asset Manager. So you can bring Asset Manager into WebIDE, you can change the pages, the fields, you can add your own UI controls, and then publish that back out You know, with your own look and feel. Huh. Um, you know, it makes it a, a great tool for customizing. And it's nice because, you know, no matter how great the app is, it's never going to be exactly 100% what you're looking for. And now you can actually change it and be exactly what you're looking wow. for. Wow. Okay. That's part of the reason to be for, for cloud platforms. So it's nice to know that mobile is, is where it's at. Um, does anyone, uh, most people design, I guess, with mobile first in mind these days. Is that what you're finding or are people still designing first with a desktop or a browser in mind? Oh, you know, um, we're all going, you know, more mobile nowadays and we're finding that a lot of business is done with mobile. So we are finding that companies are going mobile first and designing for mobile. Good. Well, you're you're right in the heart of it there on the mobile team. Um, You mentioned some cool tools inside of the mobile development kit and the Blockly and stuff like that. What are the things as far as um, what's involved in mobile services or the cool tools there and what, what should we have a look at? Yeah, sure. So I've already mentioned the SDKs for iOS and Android, but you know, one of my favorites is the mobile card kit. It's yeah. uh, like micro apps or these wallet style cards that you can uh, add without coding. It's like Apple wallet for the enterprise. And I love it because I have it in my, on my device and I'm always looking for the next SAP holiday. Yeah. And also like little, I have a little customer visit card that tells me the customer name and where they're located and notes from the previous meeting and I have that all my little wallet card that I can just take with me which is awesome and I'm currently playing with the mobile backend generator so I can build my own backend use mobile development kit to create my mobile app and I get the whole end-to-end life cycle of mobile development wow Um, so cool cool tools a lot of stuff involved in mobile services mobile services is the umbrella for all of the development tools we offer. Yes. These are all through cloud platform? Yeah, it's all on cloud platform and it's great because you have you know you have mobile services, you have all of these tools available to you. Yeah. That's fantastic. Um, I would love to make sure everyone who is listening knows about all of the different things that are out there because I'm not so sure people do know. So maybe you can tell us if somebody wants to go to one place uh, to get started and to find out stuff, um, where is that place that people will go to find out more to download the SDK? Yeah. So or the um, mobile development kit. Sorry. Yeah. So the um, I recommend going out to the um, SAP community um, and the learning journeys there. You know, um, if this is how I search for my stuff, if you go out to Google and search Sue Berry SAP blogs, <laughs> if you Sue Berry S U E B E R R Y S A P blogs, you guys got it. Yeah, so maybe I, we'll make a little like short URL for that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be helpful. <laughs> what do they find when they search? For that? Well, I have this blog called the latest blogs and videos for a mobile development kit, and it has a link to everything that you know we put out there, including the learning journeys. Wow. And our tutorials to get started, um, but that's 
where I would start. You just keep a running tally. You keep it updated in the blog. Yep, I keep updating every time I add something or someone adds something that's MDK. I just keep adding it to the blog. Okay, great. And people keep going back to it. Okay, cool. Um, well, I have one last question for you, um, and it's kind of a crystal ball question since you're you've been in mobile for a long time and you're kind of a visionary. So, what is in your crystal ball in the future for mobile overall? Yeah, I mean, I think the big thing for us moving forward is to continue to simplify mobile development. You know, like you thought, you know, native app development is more difficult than mobile web and we want to change that yeah. perception and we want to make it easier um, for users um, so simplify mobile development improving the user experience but also this whole end-to-end story you know like I mentioned with mobile backend generator the fact that you can create your own mobile backend you can create the app on top of it just really complete the whole mobile life cycle and and our kids are they gonna be when are they gonna be creating <laughs> their first mobile app on SAP <laughs> hopefully soon I mean since everybody knows uh, Every kid's learning Scratch. <laughs> now that we have a Google Blockly, I guess it makes it easy for everyone to do it. Excellent. I can't wait to check that out. And um, I hope that people look you up out there and that they can see you at the next conference or we'll come back online and talk again. Yeah, absolutely. And keep in touch on the community. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sue Barry, for coming, coming online with us. And come back again soon. Yep. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks a lot. And now let us not skip a beat. From Palo Alto, California, let us turn our world all the way around to Bangalore, India. Let's head over to Manju and Archama Shukla for business rules. Take it away. Hello. Today, we have an interesting new segment for you. Uh, we have always had a lot of interviews around the workflow service on the SAP Cloud platform with our colleague Stefan Schluchter. So we have an interesting What's New episode with Archana Shukla, who is the product manager for the SAP Cloud Platform Business Rules Service. Uh, welcome, Archana. Happy to have you with us on the podcast. Thank you, Manju, for inviting me. So, uh, Archana, so we have had the Business Rules Service on the new environment available, I think, since a couple of years now. And I think we announced the beta of Business Rules at Sapphire this year. So, what has been customer response and adoption to the service on the platform? Uh, Okay, so um, we released SAP Cloud Platform Business Rules last year in August um, 2017. And since then, uh, we have been steadily progressing, uh, which are very ambitious goal that we had of unifying business rules of various technologies in SAP into one, so that you have a central rules repository, a common enterprise rules model, and one web-based modeling tool. So in that direction, we have also delivered a lot of noteworthy features and capabilities and till now we have close to 290 licensed customers uh, and we are steadily moving towards our goal oh that's good to know um Coming from an orchestration background, I was working with process orchestration uh, sometime during my career. I know of products like the BRF Plus on uh, the NetWeaver app, and I think we had HRF, HANA rules framework on HANA. Uh, Then uh, you spoke about the enterprise rules model that you wanted to unify all of this. Uh, So with that in mind, has there been any new integrations that you have built for uh, unifying the, uh, the rules universe as you might say uh, around SAP? Yeah, you summed it actually nicely. So uh, as I said, there were various different rules technologies uh, in SAP and as SAP evolved. So like ABAP, in ABAP it was BRF Plus, then came Java, which was uh, Cloud Platform. 
एस ए पी बिजनेस रूल्स मैनेजमेंट दैन इट वॉज हाना रूल्स फ्रेमवर्क इन सो ऑन सो विद दिस विजन इन माइंड ऑफ यूनिफाइंग ऑल दीज यूज टेक्नोलॉजीज इन मूविंग द मॉडलिंग फ्रेमवर्क इन टू एस ए पी क्लाउड प्लेटफॉर्म वी हैव डिलीवर्ड थ्री रिसेंट इन्वेंशंस और फीचर्स वन इज अबाउट इंटीग्रेशन विद एस ए पी हाना द सेकेंड वन इज अबाउट इंटीग्रेशन विद एस फॉर हाना बोथ ऑन प्रमाइज एंड क्लाउड एंड द थर्ड वन इज वैल्यू हेल्थ दिस इज जस्ट लाइक अ मोर of integration features when you working with um uh, the backend systems okay so uh, when you say integration with hana and s4 hana are you uh, kind of reusing the rules environment of those platforms or are you doing uh, say deploying creating rules on business rules and then deploying into that uh, corresponding environment so yes sap cloud platform uh, business rules is like a reuse service that mm-hmm. we are building in sap in cloud platform and uh, when i say integration with sap hana it means uh, you can model now model your rules in sap cloud platform and deploy these rules directly from the cloud platform to the native sap hana system ah, okay so uh, it means that only the modeling environment is moving to cloud while the runtime environment still remains the same so like in this case when you model in sap hana uh, model the rules in sap hana then uh, when you deploy a sql procedure gets generated as it was getting generated in hrf as well mm-hmm. and you consume it natively as you used to consume the sql procedure mm-hmm. so only the this modeling environment moves but the comp- uh, but the uh, the runtime environment still remains the same same happens with s4 hana as well mm-hmm. so with 1809 release of s4 hana on premise uh, we have provided apis um, the bap apis uh, which you can use um, to consume the rules the bap uh, rules uh, from the uh, applications in s4 hana so what you do is you model your rules in sap cloud platform mm-hmm. use the direct deployment options uh, to s4 hana on premise and then consume them via the bap utility apis okay and with 1811 release of s4 hana on cloud we have provided this direct deployment for cloud as well so oh. sap hana s4 hana 1809 release on premise and s4 hana 1811 release of cloud these integrations with these various systems directly from the cloud is available oh that's great i think this is now more possible because of this unified enterprise rules model and that uh, i think it's called uh, emn or something so i think that's uh, a lot of the times the customers ask that sap always provides multitude of options but never a way to kind of go with one now with uh, all of it uh, adhering to one common standard you can just model on the cloud which is a big problem and then utilize the runtime at every place i think that's a great i think it will be uh, very well accepted by our customers that's yeah. a great help we have actually acknowledged all these feedbacks and have come up with this with this central uh, concept of models and repository and the compilers that's very nice uh, now you also mentioned uh, something called as value help what what is that can you elaborate something more okay so value help uh, is like the people who come from bear plus background uh, or from uh, hrf or hana rules framework they know that this was one of the most sought after and used feature in brf plus mm-hmm. and because we integrated to these backend systems this also became becomes an important feature to be adapted in sap cloud platform business rules as well mm-hmm. so with value help in sap cloud platform business rules you can actually create a static list 
of values that you define manually in the business rules editor mm -hmm. and you can also um, uh, choose fields uh, from the values that are defined in the backend system and we call this as a dynamic value help mm -hmm. so like if you are working with uh, you're writing rules on s4 hana uh, data models mm -hmm. then let's say there are sales organization project codes and company codes that already exist in the backend system you don't want to so business users don't have to remember all these values they can already configure mm -hmm. up to that backend system and fetching those value when they are building the uh, business rules oh wow uh, so th these are kind of like the top three exciting things that are coming up yes <laughs> they've already come up in yeah. fact. oh is that okay oh good that's amazing i think um, uh, rules kind of like uh, close the gap that was there uh, when the integration and workflow was already available now that you have the entire suite available and uh, just listening to the fact that we are uh, kind of taking in feedback from people that are out there who have been working with our different products and doing something about it incorporating this into the service is a very welcome sign from our side uh, so what does the future 2019 look like for business yeah okay so 2018 has been a great hectic year for us <laughs> and we have recently finished decade where we saw really overwhelming response for orchestration services mm -hmm. and 2019 will start with a bank uh, as we release and uh, or and we make an enterprise release to the cloud foundry mm -hmm. and uh, and as the year will progress you will basically see interesting features lined up like export and import of decision table as you said, you come from process orchestration background. A lot of people ask for this import and export from, mm -hmm. uh, from Excel sheet, which are we going to deliver? Then there are flow rules and formula rules. These are new set of modeling, uh, how you can model the rules in cloud platform. Then transport management will be there. So we will integrate with the transport service in cloud platform uh, to basically ease uh, the way you transport the, uh, the rules across various dev or prod or queue landscapes. And uh, besides this, uh, we also will extend our multi-cloud strategy uh, to Azure and Google platform. Mm -hmm. So currently, um, the release that will happen in the February uh, timeframe will be only on AWS, AWS and mm -hmm. then we will uh, further take it to other cloud platform. Mm -hmm. Besides this, uh, we will keep engaging with all our listeners and viewers through uh, SAP community blogs. Mm -hmm. And there will be a lot of sample content. So there are already sample content released and we plan to release much more sample content for educational purposes mm -hmm. and then uh, integration content so some content so currently the sample content cannot be consumed directly mm -hmm. it is more for educational purposes but we'll also deliver integration content which um, and like a templates which can be consumed directly for certain use cases that we have identified mm -hmm. yeah so with, with this lot of webinars educational materials and uh, workshops open sap courses so we have a lot lined up in entire 2019 mm -hmm. and you will hear a lot more and maybe i'll, I'll be more often uh, on these kind of future featured podcast in oh future. that's you're <laughs> always welcome i think uh, uh, this is what makes the podcast more interesting that we put out content that is relevant for our customers and uh, listeners that are out there uh, now the question is always about um, um, a 
okay now you i'm hearing about business rules in teched uh, this podcast also then features it now uh, if i have to just start a fresh from a blank page where do i start okay so um we have created for that reason a lot of assets as i said for our learners so first thing you can start with a learning journey mm-hmm. which is actually a guided journey to all our solution briefs the video tutorials the blueprints and the blogs uh, besides that we also have an open sap course running mm-hmm. so you can enroll for that and and try this stuff out um, business rules is available both in trial as well as in the factory landscape so mm-hmm. it even becomes more easier for people to try it out um, of of their own scenarios and then as i said there are sample content already published so we have four sample content published in api content hub mm-hmm. which you can actually just download it configure it and start working with it to understand how the business rules works together mm-hmm. and then as as i said sap community is always the place to land yeah. we keep releasing lot of blogs yeah. uh, about all our new features and how to consume them and we also uh, take actively participate in answering all the questions mm-hmm. so if you have any questions you can always go through all these assets that we have and still if if you need uh, then you can just post the questions in sap community mm-hmm. or write to us and we as a product management team will will surely help you with with best in class what we have to answer oh that's great uh, personally i've also seen archana putting out a lot of blogs on uh, business rules and i think the community of content uh, around the blog content at least around uh, uh, business rules is quite rich and uh, i also see that you are quite active on uh, twitter if there are any questions and responses there but you will also uh, our listeners can also use that as a mechanism yes. to kind of reach out yes. to you yes. or of course they can of course tweet to us at sapcp and we will then connect you to the right people so i think that was a very quick uh, very uh, interesting and very info- informative podcast uh, thanks sachina for coming on to this podcast Thank and giving us for inviting as i said i'll i'll come more on your podcast definitely you are always invited and uh, you, you will definitely hear back from archana on what's new uh, we will keep doing this segment for all our different uh, services which are of interest to you guys so uh, thank once again thanking archana uh, going back to the podcast again thank you thank you manju and thank you archana shukla for coming on to the podcast for first time great to hear more about business rules and hoping you come back again soon in 2019 and i'm going to ask you to stay on the line manju as we head toward the end of the podcast uh, instead of our regular look ahead at events around the corner let us together take some time to take a look back maybe a walk down memory lane 2018 as it were how does that sound to you manju Wow, that sounds amazing. Hello Hi. again. I'm back. <laughs> nice to be with you uh in real time here. So, the year is far from over yet and boy, what a year it's been. Um I am very pleased that we've come together, you and me and Ina and even an additional host or two, Sandy and Gaurav to do yep. regular podcasts all year long. And so it's just been really great to bring voices from around the world. Um and I I've, I've really enjoyed working with you on that Manju. Let us take a look at what we did month by month uh in 2018 as far as the podcast. Uh I'd have to say we started uh we started in January 2018 with a brand new host, Ina Ivanova from Sofia, and she has been fantastic cuz she's based right there in the core. You guys are teammates, right Manju? Yep. 
<laughs> your so, reports know, from the core uh, product management teams maybe in bit different uh, continents but uh, you two work very yep. closely together on topics that are super important so she kickstarted us with a node.js uh, announcement and she got Petar Dorshev and Stoyan Gradev online for that one and that was a really great way to start the year wasn't it Yep, that was uh, really a strong start for us and uh, I think something new that people uh, uh, had a new person joining in a new host and uh, in February uh, we had our uh, master class from Moya during the first uh, 2018 episode where uh, I think uh, core has got a lot of focus this year so uh, the cloud foundry day in sofia was i've heard it's super successful and ina was back again in the 37th episode to have a special interview with uh, the cloud foundry foundation cto chip childers and our very own burn cranish and uh, they they had some quite some interesting insights but what i have missed over the years over the last episodes not the years but is your uh, new section on what are you talking about yeah, which is right. the community <laughs> moya you should have revisited that that was I really tried. surprising it you was interesting it. what are yeah. you talking about yeah i thought i we can definitely bring that back as we go forward one thing we'd like to hear more of is directly from um y'all out there whether you like uh, what we're talking about and what you want to hear more of so we're always available on twitter at s PCP that's true I did a what are you talking about um and we brought more of the core out which is what we did hear from from you um our listeners that you wanted to hear more of what's going on in the core of the product um moving on to March I think we had a special guest uh, around your neck of the woods we had Gorov come on um and he talked mm-hmm. about Mobile World Congress and we for the first time heard about this special code name project called Platform X which since has become rolled out as the SAP Cloud Platform Discovery Center. So that was the yep. first mention I think online that was in March. Yeah, that uh, Pankaj's interview uh, was very interesting. And uh, I cannot forget the surprise that Gaurav sprang on us with uh, his uh, pretty little co-host Miss Alexa. Right. <laughs> did he did he feature her first? I think he did. I was the one later to talk to Google Home first, but yeah, he got he got on there first with Alexa, that's true. <laughs> Not the one where he sang? No, you sang. Somebody sang. We'll get to that. <laughs> that's that, true. That was bit Moving on to April. Been, <laughs> yep. It, I think in April again, I think it's been uh, in a uh, very strong in the first half of the year. I think Ina had a lot more to share this time from moving from Cloud Foundry Day to the Cloud Foundry Summit that's at right. uh, uh, North America. I think uh, she we had a lot of participation from sap colleagues like burnt was there presenting uh, how cloud foundry and kubernetes will come together and nikolay walshev was there and i think we had uh, some of our colleagues here from bangalore traveling there to talk about our service fabric our open source uh, service broker framework that is available and i think there there were some interesting uh, uh, talks about how all of this is going to come together and shape up in the community i think it was a very interesting episode I, it was one of my uh, most favorite ones in terms of uh, community engagement there yeah that's right and that was live from boston so you know was able to bring us some stuff um directly from the scene there which was really really great uh, cuz she yep. was there and that i think around was around about the time we had our our very own uh, new suzanne ellis who is a 
joined us to uh, co-host yep. on the Twitter platform, and she was there at that summit in Boston. So we talked a lot about, I don't know, lobster, uh, and we <laughs> wicked smart. <laughs> so um, that was that started for us um, a lot of great real-world coverage. So we'll we'll be doing more of that in 2019. But you said that this was a great popular community episode. I have to say, May's episode, Manju, I think that, mm-hmm. I don't, I still don't think that's where you sang yet. I, I think that's later. But May, from our internal readings, for some reason mm-hmm. has really taken off. I think that's the most listened to episode perhaps we have ever had. You oh. came on and you had the uh, ASAG pre-conference feature with Gunter Rothermel. Uh, so we're mm-hmm. getting towards Sapphire season there. I think that was slightly mm-hmm. before Sapphire. And Stefan Schluchter came on. Of course, we've got a lot. This year has had a lot of interest around workflow and business yep. rules. And those folks have been just super cool in the middle of everything with that stuff. So that was great to watch that take off. And then you also had Segev Lev uh, with the domain model changes. So, I mean, maybe you can tell me why that one um, really, really well played. So we got a lot of great listening I, on that one. I, I think uh, integration has been one of the topics, uh, both integration and orchestration. And when I say right. orchestration rules and the workflow, I think that has been uh, kind of at the uh, center of a lot of attention, at least at the social uh, front here, right? right? I mean, we also have a lot of engagement on Twitter around these topics. And I think that was when we first introduced this topic then. And I think we had uh, the domain model also brought in this new account management where customers were kind of uh, looking at their cockpit suddenly they saw this new concept of getting all uh, their accounts in one place and I think there uh, they also found some good information on how do they really manage their accounts I, that yeah. that's where I think it was uh, 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 played a lot more times but that was surprising I didn't yeah, realize really that it was <laughs> yep. episode 40 Manju I don't know if it was just your singing yeah, uh, I mean, 40 is the new 20 then. So, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, and then we had 41, where I think it was uh, Sapphire Now, where I think, Moya, you brought us uh, a lot of lot of uh, news from Orlando, Florida. A lot of things were happening out there, and I think you uh, outlined all of these announcements. And uh, what I also found interesting was uh, this focus on partners that we had on this episode where we had uh, Max and uh, Daniel and our uh, very own Edward joining us uh, to talk about the importance of enablement. Uh, That was very, very interesting. I think uh, uh, partners are definitely the way they are the people to kind of get our message to the broader community out there. And I think this specific focus on partners was very interesting. That's right. Episode 41. Uh, that was that was also when we rolled out a lot of new changes on our website, cloudplatform.sap.com. So right, not yeah. only was there a lot of partner stuff on there, um, but we also had blueprints and learning journeys and just a lot of great stuff on that website. So look forward in 2019 to continue to focus on rolling stuff out through that channel. Um, mm-hmm. We... 
we moved right on in episode 42 um, with Google Next because that was another event that ended up being just super exciting uh, for mm-hmm. for us in 2018. So in July in that episode, um, first I got a chance to talk to Wei Wei Lin about some of the sample applications that we make available via cloudplatform.sap.com that you can clone just by click of a button in GitHub. So we make a lot of stuff available there, which is super cool. But we got to talk about Android and Google Cloud Platform right from the summit, Google Cloud Next in San Francisco. So there's tons of really great announcements and work together with Google as a partner that we anticipate going forward as well into 2019. Uh, you know what I realized, Moya? Uh, going through this and going walking through the memory lane for this year, I there's a lot of events that has happened and I, I think know. we've covered a lot of stuff, right? We're all over. Starting from our regular sapphires to these new CF Day formats, these uh, uh, CF Summit, Mobile World Congress, then uh, this Google Next. I think uh, at least one event has been covered. I think the cloud platform is definitely going places and that's really exciting. Also with a lot yeah. of major hyperscalers and players that you see there. So we had the Google and we had Cloud Foundry yeah. and we had, you know, we've got all sorts of different support yep. across all the hyperscalers. But that brings us to August. For, yeah, 43, where uh, I think that was, I would like to call it the episode of the Holgers, right? Yeah. Where Sandy, <laughs> <laughs> Sandy spoke she to... wrestled up everyone uh, called Holger. Yep. <laughs> she just had a roll call of all Holgers, <laughs> and she spoke to Holger Bruchelt from uh, uh, Microsoft where about uh, how Azure and Cloud Platform are coming together, not just uh, at the Cloud Platform level, but more also at the SAP level where, where they're involved with S4HANA, the story too. That was also interesting. It was a very uh, casual, very informative uh, interview. And of course, we had our very own Holger Neuert, uh, who was responsible for the consumption-based CPEA pricing, uh, and he rolled out some uh, new information on top of that, which I think was uh, very pretty important for people to understand that uh, this was some... I, would, I look at it as a milestone for SAP to kind of move towards consumption-based pricing, which is uh, the model that everybody wants on cloud. Right. As you go. Um, But uh, you came back in episode 44 in September. This is now recent history. Uh, We brought back some some workflow stuff, didn't we? So everyone just keeps, keep the hits keep coming with workflow. We had uh, directly with Christian Luce and Stefan Schluchter. Um, You had a drill down on that with them. I think Cloud Foundry Days came back again because you had, mm-hmm. didn't you, um, you had a lot to do to organize that event in Bangalore, didn't you? Oh, yes. That, it was a joy. I think the community, especially the CF community, has been an absolute joy to work with. Yeah. It's it's really great that we keep coming back and bringing these people. Chip Childers was, was there again, and yep. he gets all, all around the world to talk about that stuff as well. So um, love that episode in, uh, in September. Loved mm-hmm. that. And then we moved to October. And then we come to October. I would like to call this the return of the Titans episode. I think we had we had the the big three, the A team of the social uh, front on uh, SAP Cloud Platform back. We had uh, Rui talking about uh, the uh, the 
also important application programming model i think uh, the complete ticket story has been around this and uh, he spoke about uh, um, the uh, the internal program which we call also as apollo which is uh, bringing in business services to enrich the platform then he also spoke about the uh, new application programming model then i think uh, you also had uh, matthias steiner live from ticket las vegas right yes that's right it was te- it was thick into tech that season and matthias was in between i think he was in between roadmap sessions from the show oh. floor literally <laughs> walking around with his phone so um he stopped by to give us some big picture as as he does so well so yeah it was really great to get the godfathers on that episode <laughs> Ruby yep. and matthias. um and then uh, and then harsh stepped in uh because integration mm-hmm. has been such a theme for us Yep. I think that will continue to be a very strong story going forward and uh, what's more interesting is uh, uh, I mean I used to remember the times last year Moya if you if you remember uh, uh, us discussing about hey what topics do we cover and nowadays right. things are things and features are getting rolled out at such a speed that uh, you kind of keep coming back to new new things new announcements around these topics which are super exciting for us and I think hope, hopefully for everyone all for listeners also they are feeling that uh, hey this is uh, at a breakneck speed the innovation coming out of SAP that's right it's really amazing for me yeah i think that's a really good point that you can tell this history through the podcast you know people come to us now we don't yep. have to rustle up for content uh they're yep. they're kind of queuing up saying we want to get uh, get on the podcast to talk about this that and the other and you could see that with this podcast which is now epically epically long as the year winds <laughs> to a close we had uh we did have one final um in november uh until until today uh we had episode mm-hmm. 46 with ina ivanova returning again and she got to break the epic news about our python support she had deslava yep. kovidarska um, Um, come on and talk about that and just so much excitement on Twitter since we released that information and since she dropped that interview um, really great to see all the Python universe get get excited about SAP Cloud Platform and that was a fun podcast as well she might have done one or two bad jokes or good jokes and there was also <laughs> an alert notification service drill down with Kirill Gavrilov um, so it was just a really nice episode overall and that does wind us around till now and we've both uh, had a chance to do some features on on this particular episode and i think that yep. this has been quite a year hasn't it manju oh it's been an amazing year i think uh, 12 fun uh, filled information packed episodes of podcast which i think has been very well received i think people i think in between uh, there was also a request for people uh, to add more platforms for podcast right i think that was also interesting people wanted to hear our podcast on different platforms and i think that's also a testament that uh, we are growing and the pod- podcast is good what i would uh, somehow wish is i think uh, over the years we also would uh, maybe have a section from some of our community members uh, i think we have had such one or two such instances right boy great idea that should become frequent great idea well we also have a number of other podcasts that have uh, popped up you know there's the sap uh, coffee corner podcast yep. the community podcast and they bring a lot of great uh, 
a lot of great voices there too, but I think that you're absolutely right. If somebody here listening to this on the community wants to come in and give you perspective on what's going on, you should just ping Manju or me or any of us via Twitter, SAPCP, so we can represent your voice as well. Um, Crystal ball time. As we wrap up the podcast and we wrap up the year, what are you most looking forward to in 2019, Manju? Oh, just a whole lot of new stuff that is coming out on the platform. Very exciting stuff. I think uh, we have had a small taste of what is to come uh, at decades here. A lot of new announcements, uh, specifically around uh, opening up our integration platform, the open connectors story that really blasted out. I think that was a That's huge, great. so much fun. Huge, huge. Yeah, I mean uh, that was amazing to see uh, the integration stories really strong and I think the new technologies now that are coming onto the platform, people are also now looking forward to see where that story goes and how the extensions uh, on whatever of our S4 cloud that we are trying to build with ABAP, how that story goes in and uh, what about our uh, the Kubernetes announcements and our private cloud announcements and uh, what the bombshell that uh, Bill actually dropped at, uh, I must say it was Sapphire, right? Where he said we will also have some thing with Ali Cloud. That's right, Alibaba. Uh, yeah, so I think a lot of stuff to look forward for in 2019 and um, I, the more the, the more uh, kind of feedback and uh, uh, what is the community lets us know how they feel I think we should also be uh, kind of taking that in as a constant stream of input to kind of understand uh, we are putting in a lot of uh, new things that are out there but we should also get in close the loop with uh, understanding how the community is perceiving this uh, that will be most important well put Manju um, take that as an invitation if you're hearing this you can go to the community to blog by blogs.sap.com. You can go to Twitter and tweet us at SAPCP. Um, you can share what you're doing. I love to see all the blogs coming out in all the different languages, especially since Open Connectors has come out and we've made it easier to integrate across different platforms with the, the people that have gotten their cloud platform going with together with Line and on their different Android devices, mobile devices, iPhones. Uh, it's really great to see. So when you feed that information to the community, we can bring it back out to you and let everyone know what's most important. So that has been quite an epic year indeed, Manju, hasn't it? Uh, yep. That concludes, that concludes our tale of 2018 as told through podcast history. Um, <laughs> and this has been... Episode 47 of the SAP Cloud Platform Podcast in December 2018 at the end of the year. Look forward to hearing from us both and others and maybe some of you in 2019. Till then, thank you so much for joining. And thank you, Manju. It's good to be here together thank with you. Thank you, Moya. Thank you, Moya, for this opportunity. And uh, he is wishing you and all our listeners a happy holiday season and a very great new year. And uh, I sign out here from M&M, Moya <laughs> and Manju. <laughs> Have a great season. Have a great year and see you in 2019. Thanks for listening to the SAP Cloud Platform Podcast. In case you are interested to learn more about SAP Cloud Platform, visit our homepage at cloudplatform.sap.com. The SAP Cloud Platform Podcast is powered by OpenSAP. 
OpenSAP is SAP's innovative learning platform and a thought leader for enterprise massive open online courses. It provides you with an engaging and effective learning experience through gamification and by connecting you with other learners and SAP experts. OpenSAP courses are free of charge and are offered in English. Enroll today in one of our OpenSAP courses at open.sap.com. Thanks a lot and see you.